Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Well, hi, Joe. Here we are again. Another week, another podcast. And yeah, yeah it's great. Really exciting. It's going really well, isn't it? It's it is. Really yeah. And I think we are at the moment still the only podcast just for VAs, which is rather a nice place to be. And I hope that Absolutely. all of you listeners are getting the value that we want to bring you because we really do want to add value that is the purpose of the podcast apart from we enjoy having a nice chat so uh, on the subject of chattering around I've been working on the web page for the podcast recently I've been trying to make it better I've been creating a banner for it and um, working out how the show notes and the resources work and, and, and getting that all stuck into that um i'm finding it quite time consuming how about you joe do you do a lot of work in in wordpress yes i i work with wordpress um a lot for clients um i'm currently building my own website using divi over wordpress but wordpress is one of the tools that i use with clients a lot i schedule blogs and um help them to do things like putting event schedulers in or putting um membership elements into their website so yeah and um, wordpress is a, a favorite tool on my uh, list okay well maybe we'll come back and talk about it more after yep. we've had a chat with simon so today listeners our guest is simon graves he's your wordpress guy that's his name uh, and uh, he's going to join us in just a few minutes and we're going to quiz him about all things wordpress so just hang on in there so welcome simon um, to the podcast for virtual to virtually amazing the podcast for virtual assistants and in the introduction, we were chatting about things that we've been up to this week on our websites. So I've been playing around with my podcast webpage uh, with the layout for that. Uh, and Joe's also been building her own website and she also helps other clients with WordPress. And we were wondering, as you are the WordPress guy, whether first you could tell us a little bit about what you do uh, and then perhaps you could tell us what in your opinion is is the best of all the options out there what what are the pros and cons of all the different platforms and systems that people could use to build their website hi um okay so uh my name's simon <coughs> excuse me bit of frog in my throat uh my name's simon and uh, i've run my own business i've done for the past five years now um, before that, I was a business coach, small business coach, dealing mainly with uh, startups, small startups. Um, part of my job really was to um, set people up with a specific online presence. Um, and a lot of customers, a lot of clients I had that came through initially were well, those who didn't have a lot of money. Mm. Uh, certainly to the, uh, the, the VA sector at the moment where a lot of people are jumping on board. Um, and so the idea was to try and set them up with a, a decent structure, a decent base to work from while also looking at the financial side of it all, it's all too easy to spend thousands of pounds on a web presence, yeah. but when you start a business, you, just, you simply don't need it. So 
there was definitely a need um, from my business coaching point of view to to look at this and to develop and produce something that was professional but accessible. Um, yeah. And from that, I decided to move directly into WordPress support. Um, I, I, I used WordPress for a while um, and a few other systems before that, um, but WordPress was gaining traction at the time and I could see there was a lot of benefit and a lot of uh, potential in it and, and decided five years ago to go directly into WordPress support. And that's where I am now. Um, I, I still only deal with small business. Um, I do believe that it's a, not only an untapped market, but it's a market that needs professional services um, yeah. and, and definitely affordable professional services. And this is what I try and do through my business. Yeah, and then that's really, really valuable, really, really valuable. Because just because you're a small startup business uh, and you might be strapped for seed money to start, get going, doesn't mean you're not a professional business. No, at all. And it also doesn't mean you shouldn't have access to those professional services either. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, in the web design business anyway, you normally find that the cheaper services are not as good. You can imagine, you know, you, you, you kind of get what you pay for a lot of the time. But at the same time, I, my, my position is that the, everyone should have the ability to have professional services, even if they haven't got the thousands of pounds. So I try to provide the professional service at a reduced cost. It's difficult for me because I'm, I'm fighting against those that are offering cheap services and providing cheap solutions. I'm offering cheaper services, but providing the professional solutions. And over time, I'm obviously you know, gaining a, a following and hence why you guys have called me on, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just to prove that you can get those those uh, professional services and you don't have to break the bank doing it, you know. Yeah. In, in one of the groups that, that we're in, um, one of the VA groups that we're in, the VAs that have spoken to you are all singing your praises and then you've got a great fan base and following there. So um, perhaps you can talk a bit about WordPress, Wix, Foursquare, no, not Foursquare, that's, Square that's the one. You can see what I know. Uh, GoDaddy. Um, when I first started out, I went to a web design company and they built me a bespoke system. WordPress wasn't quite out there yet. Uh, so it was a, but it was very restrictive. Uh, and then gradually we moved over to WordPress. Uh, probably about seven or eight years ago, I moved to WordPress eight, nine years ago. So, so what in your opinion, Simon, and, and Joe, jump in, because I know you work in with <coughs> What's your opinion between the, the different systems, or the pros and cons of the different systems? Uh, Joe, do you want to uh, take that first? Well, my, my belief is, I, when I first established a VA business, six seven years ago um, I went straight to WordPress because I wanted to remain in control of my content and my platform I also wanted the option to extend my website as and when my business changed or ex extended or evolved and it might seem like a really good um, offering to go to one of these um, all singing, all dancing, um, cut and paste type platforms, um, but you never actually have total control over your website because you're always limited by the templates they give you or the, the options that they give you. And with using a good quality theme, even some of the free themes on WordPress, you can get a much more um, controlled environment that you can customize to suit your business. I, I, I don't know whether you find that you well, you would agree with that. I'm sure, Simon. 
Yeah, so uh, everything that Joe said is, is everything that I'd agree with. I think that the bespoke system, and I call them bespoke systems because, as Joe said, you are limited in what you can do. You're given a theme or a template to use. You fill in the aesthetics. You, you change your, your content and your pictures and stuff. And that's really the limit of it. You, on certain on certain uh, systems like Wix and Squarespace, you can add e-commerce to an extent. You can add membership if you want to add that. Yeah. But again, you're limited. And the problem with that is, is that as your business grows, your so do your needs for your website grow, and you need you change your position differently as well as business goes on. All business does. Um, the problem you have with using these bespoke systems is that once you've started down that road, because they're bespoke, you can't do anything. You can't take them elsewhere. You can't yeah. decide. Um, if you start off with Wix, for example, you can't decide six months down the line actually going to take all that information and put it into Squarespace because it doesn't work like that. They don't; they're not compatible with each other. So what you have to do, you have to rebuild again, start from yeah. scratch. Um, I'm not saying that places like Wix, Squarespace, GoDaddy, web page builder. I don't think I'm not saying they don't have a position and a place. They do, um, but you really have to sit down and think about what you want from your website and what its purpose is before you you look at what the options are. And for me, this is where a lot of VAs kind of and a lot of small businesses generally, that's where they fall over. They don't, there's not enough planning that goes into it. And, no, and a lot of my messages on, online, if, if anyone follows me on, on uh, Facebook, you'll see that I'm always barking on about, make sure you plan, put time and effort into working out what it is you want. Because once you go down a road, if you start on Wix, for example, and you spend the time needed to learn, and don't forget all of these platforms have a learning curve. WordPress is harder. There's no, there's no two ways about it. There is more to learn. However, they all have a learning curve. So if you're starting from scratch and you've done built a website before, it's all going to be new and it's going to take time and effort. Um, what you don't want to do is, is spend a lot of your time and effort into doing something on Wix and then only find out six months down the line that you can't do what you want or there's a feature you want that you can't, you can't uh, yeah, accommodate. And then you end up having, sorry, Joe, then you have to no, start all over again somewhere else. And it's, it is time and money. Although you're as a, as a DIY website builder, you're not physically paying out in money you are paying out time and the more time you spend on your website is the less time you're making money in your business. And from my own business background, the first six, 12 months should all be about making money. If you haven't got, if you're not making money, you haven't got a business. So the simple fact is, is that the least you can do uh, in terms of website stuff, the better it is. You shouldn't have to spend all that time and effort in a, in a, in a system that's going to control you, you know, which is why I moved to website, which sorry, it's why I, I, champion wordpress so much because it gives you that freedom as and when you need it this is the thing yeah i was looking at your website um just before we came on um and it's really lovely it's very slick and i i love the colors and the layouts all the boxes and the different um, comparatives that you've got there can you talk a bit about the comparatives between different systems uh, yes of course well in terms of uh in terms of Wix and, and Weebly and Squarespace and WordPress? As a, as yeah, a, I mean, what, what's the, you know, what are the differences? And, and then maybe seek into, I'm a new VA, I'm not a VA, I'm an IT trainer, but let's pretend I was a VA and I'm wanting to, to set up my business. What's the absolute minimum that I would need to have as a website? And what should I be thinking? How should I be setting about that planning bit? Okay, well, as I said, I'm, I'm all big on planning. That's, that's one of the things I promote within both of my clients and in the advice I give out as well. The first thing, to the, the biggest thing you need to think about is what is the purpose of my website? And it's so often overlooked. Um, what, you, what you find is that people make websites in their own vision. I like this color, I like that font, I like this, this looks good here. 
fundamentally it's not about what you want and what you like the look of it's about what your clients need and so the, the, the first thing before you choose any platform is to work out exactly what you're doing work out what your purpose is work out what you're trying to get across what is what is the goal is it to get people to call you is it to get people to sign up to an email newsletter there's a even if it's a static website no matter what platform you're using there's always a purpose so that's where you start from once you've done that my suggestion would be to start looking at what information you want to put on that website and I would, as I tell all my clients, take a page at a time. Write down a list of what you feel you want to see. Do you want a big banner at the top with a, 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 a CTA on it? Uh, do you want a newsletter sign-up form? Do you want what functionality do you want? The reason this is so important is that once you have a complete plan of what you want, you can then decide if Wix or Squarespace or any of the others are going to give you that ability. Because as I said before, what you don't want to do is to go, you know, three, four months down the line of learning how to use one of these systems only to find out actually you can't put a QC scheduler in there, for example, you know? And so that just kind of throws everything out. It's a complete waste of time. And as a small business, you don't have that time. I know that I, I, I don't use a VA at the moment. I want to use a VA. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, I need someone to help me out. But I'm, I'm juggling so many jobs as, as we all do. And we bring so many different hats. The last thing you want to do is to spend all that time and effort when you really haven't got it in the first place. I need to find out it's useless and you've got to start again. So my first, my first point of, of this is to make sure you plan literally to within an inch of its life um, so that you know exactly what you want. And not only that, if you've got this plan and it turns out you can't build it, you've then got a brief you can give a professional and say, look, this mm, is what I want. Absolutely. And they absolutely. can then work completely from that brief and give you what you want and not something you don't need, right? Once you've done that and you've got this idea, then, as I said, you can look through uh, your checklist of things that you definitely need for your website and, and then go to Wix and see if Wix does it. Look at all the features that Wix gives you. Talk to Absolutely. people on the Wix website. Will, will Wix do this? Will Wix do that? If, if there's a no, you can scrub it off the list as a potential website creator and you go to the next one and so on and so forth. Um, and that really, for me, is where their position is, where their place is. Um, they do spend, these bespoke systems do spend all their time and effort on front end. So it's all about the aesthetics and what it looks like. They don't give you any back end uh, access at all. So you can't, you can't control the speed of the website, which is important for not only visitor experience, but Google ranking. They don't allow you to do much in terms of optimization of SEO. I know Wix is getting slightly better at that, but again, it's very limiting. So if you're looking at local, main generic seo is, is out of the reach of most people anyway because of the amount of money and time needed but if you're looking at local seo you can do that but the likes of squarespace and wix aren't as good or don't give you as much control over that as wordpress does for example Absolutely. Um, as i said wix is getting better but but uh, i think it's got a long way to go just just yet um so yeah for me anyway wordpress gives me the ability to have control over everything and this is this is this is my issue with with um things like mailing lists as well which is also part and parcel of a va's website mm -hmm. things like um click funnels for example which a lot of people use um or trying to think of another one convert kit or any of the others that give you the ability to do mass marketing plus have website additions as well or landing pages yes. limited you're so limited in what they've got um and it's only when you want to work outside of that boundary that you find that actually i can't and what it does is it limits your ability as you're growing as a business you need that flexibility and that scalability and you haven't got it and what that will do is that will, that will limit the amount of money you can make yeah yeah i use i use active campaign which yeah. connects to my website but i build my landing pages on the website and yeah 
fit in the bits I want to collect from Active Campaign. Yes, yeah, to me that seems to be quite a good me a, a, a good balance. I'm, I I totally agree. I think a lot of people use these services because they are uh, available. Um, they don't have to do much in terms of learning the back end stuff and how all the kind of technology works. And so the likes of Wix and Squarespace are great. You see the adverts on the telly and they say, you know, build a stunning website in an hour. Yeah. The reality is it takes a lot more than an hour. It would take you an hour just to work out where all the buttons are, let alone what to do with them, you know. Um, so it is all marketing. Um, but I said they, they do have their place. If you just want a simple brochure website you're going to do nothing with, then, yeah, go for Wix or Squarespace. It's a, it's a start. But the simple fact is, is that as a business that needs more than that, you are going to need more than what they can provide. And so my advice is always to spend that little bit more time and effort starting off on a scalable, flexible platform and then you don't have the headache down the road. Not only that, WordPress is huge. It powers 33% of all websites in the world. There are hundreds of thousands of developers and designers and, and people out there that can help you. There's free, there's paid for services. You're not on your own. Whereas things like Wix and Squarespace, you're going to find it harder to find someone to help you with it. And not only that, they can charge more because they're more bespoke, more specific. Um, again, I'm not knocking them. I'm not saying there isn't a place. There is always a place for every service. Um, I just think with the amount of flexibility you have in something like WordPress as opposed to the others, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. It does mean, however, though, learning a little bit more, and that's a, a, another conversation, really, as opposed, as opposed to what we're talking about here. But, um, yeah, I, I, I champion it um, until the next best thing comes along. Before WordPress, I was a Joomla guy, and before that, um, I dabbled in Drupal a little bit. So, yeah, it's, I've, I've used quite a few of them. I've even looked at things uh like ghost as a blogging platform um so they're all they're all good platforms everything has its place i'll keep going back to but for me wordpress gives that flexibility and that ease of use and that that Absolutely. cheap entry um into it as well um so so my my uh, opinion my my advice would be if you're looking at something if you've got this plan that you want to work from try and incorporate into wordpress if you can because it'll only benefit you down the line yeah and then what's what's the minimum you know, I'm coming to you, I'm a, I'm a new VA, I, mm. I need to have a website, I want to attract new clients, tell them about me. What's the minimum I need for a decent website? I, I'm not talking about cost or anything, I'm talking about pages and functionality and plugins and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so if we're, if we're talking specific WordPress, I think the, the main thing you need is the purpose. I think, as I'll come back to this again, it's a lot of websites I see, DIY websites and even websites from other developers or designers, they don't, they don't really have a purpose. In terms of VA websites that I've seen over the past 18 months or so, um, a lot of them are just walls of text. I'm sure you've seen them yourself. Mm -hmm. you go on, it's just a wall of text. Um, as a potential client, and I am a potential client, I am looking for a VA to help me out. What I don't want to have to do is sit there and read walls and walls of text because I haven't got time. Absolutely. It's all about having the mindset of, of the client or the potential client and how they view your website. So... For me, I'd want to see something punchy, something that's obvious, something that's specifically about your skills and what you can do. As a, as a and this is a, a an opinion that divides the nation, I think. But for me, the only two metrics that I'm interested in as a business owner is how much is it going to cost me, and what's my return. Yeah, I've got time to think about anything else because yeah. all I'm worried, as a business owner, all I'm worried about is bottom line. That's that's the, the simple fact. Um, if I'm out there and I'm trying to help and I can educate, that's great. But fundamentally, I need to pay my mortgage, right? So yeah. it's, it's how much is it going to cost me and what and, and what am I going to get for that? And I think a, a lot of that's lost on 
small business websites, let alone virtual assistants yes. websites. Yeah, agreed. Um, there's too much what I call fluff, and I don't mean that in a patronising way, but there's a lot of, you know, this is me, I've been to Jamaica, I've got three dogs, and I've, you know, I've got a caravan. No one wants to, really, business people don't want to see that. So, and I see this a lot on, on VA websites. Um, as a as a potential customer, I want to see, these are the things I can provide for you. This is what you're going to save in terms of time or money. This is how I'm going to benefit your business. It's all the things that are saying to me, I'm the best person for you. This is what I can do for you as a, as a VA. And I think that's missing a lot. Um, yeah. Also proof, social proof as well. Um, so I've, I've started championing uh, case studies. And again, I haven't seen a VA that uses them yet, but it's so important to not only give context to testimonials, but also to show that you can see a problem, you've got the ability to work out a solution. And not only that, you can show a result. And all of this shows that you are, you can do what you can do. You can walk the walk and not just talk the talk. You know, anyone can create words on a page, but to be able to show results is is worth more than anything. Um, and again, these are the things that are missing. So it's it's proof that you can do what you can do. It's being to the point because people haven't got time to waste, to, to look at information that isn't relevant. Um, and really to promote yourself. If you've got a USP, I mean, a lot of people talk about whether you should niche down or whether you shouldn't. I'm all for niching down. I think it's important to show that you're specialist yeah. in an area. Other people will disagree with that. But I really do think that to stand out from the crowd, and if we're talking about virtual assistants, there are more and more that are coming to the fold um, because of obviously the times we're in at the, as well in terms of the, the pandemic and, and what have you. People are wanting to work remotely. So the, the ability to become a virtual assistant or the, the, the potential that's there is quite appealing to people, and I understand that. But you have to stand out from the crowd. It's, you know, in any business, but even more so in, as a VA. Um, just quickly, in in America, it's a lot more uh, acceptable to work remotely. In fact, a lot of the firms out there make people work remotely for a certain period of, of, of the week because yeah. they know that people, they get more out of people. Over here, we're we're a bit more well, we're just not in tune with it at all. Let's be honest. You know, um, I think the uh, the pandemic and and the, the fact that people have had to work remotely. Um, has shown business that yes people can be trusted to work outside of their business yeah. you know however i still don't think that the the business person is fully trusting of vas right now over here it's it's a big thing to let your business go or to let part of your business go to someone else so so to, to make money and you, i'm sure you you ladies see it all the time in, in facebook groups where you see new va saying I'm, I'm stuck i can't get any clients how do i how do i get business for me i think you have to stand out from the crowd and to do that is, is to have something unique that's unique to you if that is a niche or just a way that you work either way but this needs to be promoted on your website when yeah. your visitor comes to your website and they see your front page they need to they need to see why you are the right person because if you're not they'll go somewhere else yeah absolutely joe what's your take on that you're i'm not a va you are a va and you work in <laughs> websites I agree with that um, wholeheartedly, you know, VAs go through periods where, you know, you've lost a client and you need to get another client. And um, when you're starting out, it can feel really desperate to get that client, but you really, really, really need to be, and, and I'm sharing a, a number of years of experience here where I've been that startup VA, I've accepted every piece of work that, that's come my way. Um, and 
I haven't really been sort of true to my skills and my experience and the, the bit that I'm really passionate about in a business. And it is important to only focus on those. If you're coming from, for argument's sake, an exec PA background, you will have done a whole range of duties or you will have this massive experience working possibly at c-suite level where you have run events you have run diaries you've run teams you've run all sorts of things you've produced powerpoint and admin and all this stuff um and then you come to be a va you are no longer an employee who is at the beck and call of a manager you are running a business so you can decide out of those 400 things that you have done previously as an employee what are the bits that you love what are the bits that you are absolutely top-notch at and discard the rest and then you need to kind of distill that into content that goes on your website that makes you attractive to your target client so that that client looks at your website and looks at the content that you've put on there and says my god this is the most amazing diary manager in the world i must work with her or this person really understands what i need from a website i'm going to get them to build my website it and, and, and it doesn't matter what it is about you but you have to show in your website that you are passionate about what you're doing and that you're very skilled at it and i think I, you know from sort of speaking to simon through the group um i think he's done that because he's shown to all of those vas that he's talking to that he knows about websites he's putting out a good offering and he's providing top quality support and, and i think that's really really fundamental um to your services and your package and putting that out there on every level yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, i would agree obviously i would um <laughs> <laughs> what, what i'd add to that is that my usp talking about being different to everyone else in the web game there's hundreds of thousands of people all over the world doing this and providing services the difference mm. my usp is that i have a business background and so mm. it's not just saying to you joe what do you want you say this is what i want i'll sit there and ask you questions to make you think about your business and how you want yeah. you yourself and your business to be portrayed because that's important yeah and yeah. as you were saying about the difference in, in uh, going from an employee to a, your own business owner it's a massive mind shift absolutely it really is and let's be honest a lot you know there are people out there that can't do it yeah, they haven't got the because you know we we're all the same. We're, we're all stuck in at some point in a PAYE job, sitting in an office, and you kind of you kind of mould yourself into that. You get up in the morning, you know what you're doing. It's you've got your boundaries. It's quite confined. You're comfortable. You then become your own business owner, yeah. and it's it's a complete as you know, it's a completely different kettle of fish. Absolutely, because not only do you have to get up at nine and finish at five doing that job, you're also running the business. You're marketing. You're you're doing the accounts. Yeah. You're doing you know, everything else, and and so part of part of all of this is your your website and how you portray yourself and and when i come across clients that i mean i get them all the time make your website here's some money you know that's literally the brief i get yeah. And, yeah you know you have to sit down and say well hang on a second what is it we want what, what is it we, we need yeah and i've gone to the extent with some clients um especially one particularly last year who had absolutely no idea and had left, literally left their, their job to start a business but had no idea what they wanted to do let alone what they wanted on their website so i spent two weeks going through a basic business plan and getting them to focus on what they wanted to do and 
So this is what extra I bring to it. It's not just I can make your website look pretty and it can it can work for you. It's about thinking about your business as a whole and where you want it to go and how you want it to be portrayed. And I don't think there are many people out there that have the ability to do both. And I yeah, I agree. Client, I'm sure my I'm sure my clients would agree if they they had the opportunity to that. I've given much more than just website advice and support, you know. Yeah, I, I think that I think that sounds extremely valuable. I mean, I've I've had a website. Well, I started in two thousand and two when I was first freelance trainer, um, and uh, my websites have evolved through several iterations, and it has changed. Um, and and it's only when I really started working with a really good graphic designer that has done all my podcast design apart from my branding for both my companies, my face-to-face company, which I sold last year and the one I have now. Um, and when I sat down with him, I had a really detailed brief because I'd gone yes. through before that with a business coach, we'd gone through a whole exercise about what the business should now look like. So when I gave him that, it was actually done as a PowerPoint. She put it together as a PowerPoint, which made it easy to follow. He knew exactly what to do. Yeah. And, it, uh, and, and I knew as well. And, and then when I got the result back, there was no question it was the right thing it, because yeah. the plan was in place. I think, I think you're spot on there. And, and it's, it's really easy to say, I'm, oh, okay, I'm going to be an IT trainer. I've used Word forever. I can teach yeah. other people how to do it. Um, but have you got teaching skills to go with that? Yeah. Have you got the personality to go with that? Or are you yeah. going to be saying, oh, just let me have the mouse and I'll do it yeah. for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. How's that going to work? So it's definitely, I think, I think, you know, what you, uh, what you bring to the table, Simon, is very valuable. I, um, my background prior to my current guys as a, um, a, a systems specialist is project management and business analysis. And as a project manager, we would spend 75% of the time up front before pen went to paper on anything planning and understanding what the project was for, who was benefiting it, where the impacts were, and all of those things. And that 75% up front prevents costly mistakes down the, the line. And in this context, that 75% up front is thinking about who do I do this business for? What do I want it to do? What services am I going to deliver? Who am I going to work with? What is the end game? Do I want WordPress? Do I want Wix? Do I want Weebly? Do I want, you know, want, want, want? And, and then you can go and it creates that brief, as you were saying, Shelley, that you can go to Simon or you, if you want to do it yourself, can work from. And that offers you the anchor for your business to say, I want to do this new part on the website. Hang on, let me just check back with, does that fit in with my plan or has my business evolved? Because we do evolve our business. I'm sure you'd say that as well, Simon, you know, and your website has to evolve around you as, as well, but always go back to that anchor. Of course, yeah. Um, one up, just to pick up on a point you, you mentioned there about adding extra functionality with wordpress being so popular it's got a massive ecosystem mm -hmm. of third-party uh, resources and as great as that is um there are problems with it it's, it's a bit like the app store on your phone if, 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 you, 
if you want, yeah. if you want functionality, you can guarantee someone's done it already. You can just download it and use it, which is great. But when it comes to WordPress websites, and going back to what Shelley was asking originally about themes and, and the best things to mm. use and plugins and stuff, the problem you've got is compatibility. There are so yes. many different themes and plugins Absolutely. and features. Absolutely. They don't all play well together. No. So part of your planning is to make sure that you cover not only what you want today, but what you want in six months and a year's time. So you can make sure that all the things that you're going to add to this are going to work together. It is a bit of a pain. But again, like you said, if you're not going to do it yourself, you can hand this brief over to somebody else and you can get it done and the way you want it done as well. Yeah. Um, for example, if, if a client comes to me and says, I want a particular functionality I don't offer at the moment, I'll sit down and write down all their wants and needs. I'll then make a matrix of all the, the available options and then tick and, and cross off all the ones that do and don't do what they need to do. And then I can choose the the best one for the job. Now, it might not be the one that ticks all the boxes, but it'd be the one that gives the most amount of functionality. And it may be a bit of compromise because it doesn't do this or this, but this is the only way you can do it. Unless you've got a thorough knowledge of the thousands and thousands of plugins and themes in existence, which no one has, you have to plan and, and do it properly. Um, and I feel that this is the biggest part that anyone that DIYs a website, but specifically virtual assistants, because we're talking about them, I do spend a lot of time in the groups and helping out, but this is a big part that they miss out. And it, I see more and more people on different websites, different groups saying, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. I've got a blank page, how do I fill it? You know, it's, it, it's a shame. But if you, have a, if you have a decent structure and a base to work from, it makes it so much easier. Great, great, great. Simon, it's been an, an absolute pleasure um, chatting to you. And I, I'm sure we've got lots of things to go away and think about. Yes. And mm. VAs that are listening to us, um, Simon's contact details will be on the on the podcast page, so you'll be able to to get in touch with him. And he has a brilliant offer. Simon, do you want to talk about your one offer? Just a, a snapshot of what it yeah, is that you can offer. Really, really, really quickly. Um, I do offer bespoke uh, websites, as we were talking about having plans and and looking at exactly what your website needs. However, I have seen in the past eighteen months or so from different VA groups I've been in that there are there are needs. Of, of many really um, and especially when they talk about websites and, and what to do and how to do it what I've done is I've created um, a selection of, of tools to really kind of propel people into the online presence but in a way that is based on firm solid foundations that then then can be uh, used to to grow and, wow. and be flexible um, effectively what it is it's a five-page templated website now you can go out and buy templates elsewhere you can make your own website up what i've done in conjunction with vas and with a few of the big va trainers out there is to really sit down and work out what is needed from a va in terms of their web presence so what i've done is i've created a website from scratch it's five pages it includes all the things that you need it obviously includes your home page it includes uh, your rates pages and services pages it includes client testimonials and uh it also includes a complete blog system as well it's all been created and designed professionally, I feel. Um, it gives all the relevant information that you need and it makes you focus on the information that you need to be showing as opposed to, as I said before, about walls of text, which are unappealing. Everything's laid out in a way that's, that's quite professional and it's, it's appealing to the eye. But I, I come back to the fact it's punchy and it's to the point and it's focused. Um, and these are the things I said that I feel that, that are being missed out on. So I offer this five page website it is templated, so what you get is what you get. However, you can choose, you can change things like your branding and obviously the text and images. There is a little bit of flexibility in terms of layout and stuff, um, but fundamentally, it's already set up and ready for you. Just put your content in. 
also include hosting. Um, I include emails as well for people that want to email solutions that don't want to pay for Microsoft or G Suite. Um, I also include uh, additional bits and pieces. Obviously, there are things like backups and maintenance and all that kind of stuff that's available as, as additions to that. Biggest thing, of course, is me. I'm the, I'm the one that supports <laughs> it. And if anyone that has been, hey, you've got to blow your own trumpet, right? Um, yes. <laughs> if anyone knows me or has seen me in the groups, I'm, I'm not out to make a quick buck. I'm not here to, to put the wool over people's eyes. My, my aim is to help people get off on the right foot. I see so many people do it the wrong way or do it in a way that limits them. And I don't want that to happen because it, it's more money for you guys to spend. And it's, it's more aggro for me to try and try and deal with it afterwards. I get a lot of people come to me from people that have had bad experiences or use inferior bespoke systems that now want to branch out. Um, and it's, it's, I find it really heartbreaking because people, you know, they, they, they don't know where to go. They don't know the right path to choose. And my, my, the whole ethos of my business is to show someone the right way. I'm quite happy to speak for an hour to someone and for them to go off somewhere else as long as they do it right, as long as yeah, they the get the right basis in. Because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So the offer, really, is, really sorry, say, the offer is really there just to, to help people. It is based on WordPress. It is based on best practice. Um, everything that you can do uh, with WordPress is available. It's freely available. There's full admin access to everything. I don't lock anyone in. You can take the website off me tomorrow and then and go somewhere else if you want to. It's, what I'm doing is I'm providing a, a solid base for you to start from. Yeah, that's, that sounds brilliant. And I've just got an ancillary question to that. So I'm a brand new VA, I'm starting out and I come and say, Simon, this is my business, this is my plan, blah, 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 blah. I want one of your templated websites. Mm. And then in a year's time, I'm growing, I'm maybe taking on associates, I'm building the business. I presume it's quite easy for me to come back to you whenever it is and say, Simon, how do I change this or make it better or add stuff on yeah no of course so we're in the base package um which is on the website uh, it comes with as i said full flexibility you can you can often get any any developer or me or your, the bloke next door to work on it because it's all structured and built in a way that that's understandable um in i have an additional package that which is called one plus a one is the the main package one as in a group of services the only one you're going to need that's how i'm promoting it one plus is a, is a subscription service which is an addition to that what it does is it takes away the need for you to know how to use wordpress because it is a pig i'm not going to lie it's a <laughs> it's a beast of a program it really is to get the best of it you need to know so many different bits and pieces that's not to put anyone off it's completely learnable but let's face it in business you might not have time to do that and so what I do is I provide a, a service on top of that called OnePlus, which is, as I said, subscription. And in that comes things like uh, your updates, your, your maintenance, backups, the security, all the things you're going to have to do additional. I include development time in that as well. Um, I also include um, uh, something called One Evolution, which is an extension to the One product. I don't want this just to be a product that sits there, you buy and it stays the same as stagnant. I want people to see it. I want people to give me input like yourself and Joe and all the other VAs that maybe mm. can say, do you know what, Simon, this will be good. Why don't you add that? And I'm, if it works out and I can afford it, I'm going to add it into the main package so everyone gets the ability. The first thing I'm doing in terms of addition, additions is a GDPR solution, which is massively needed. Mm. Um, I'm talking to a few other people um, regarding that. Um, I've got something that's that's a planning stage at the moment. I'm going to develop that and hopefully have that within two or three months that's available that does make websites compliant. I see so many websites out there, not just VA websites that aren't. Yeah. People think having a banner on the bottom of the page is enough. It's simply not enough. That's no, GDPR is another conversation. I'll have to come on and talk to you about that again. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to do GDPR and yeah. all that going forward. So, from a website point of view, it's, it's a big thing. So 
I'm, I'm adding that as part of the additional one evolution package, which comes in the subscription. That's a freebie. I'm adding that in for nothing. So as I said, it's, it's the ability to have not only have a, a system that works with website hosting, your domain sorted out, your emails. It's also having the support and the backup if you don't want to get your hands dirty. Because let's face it, not everyone wants to sit and learn WordPress no. or what security measures to use or how to update it. Or So it's a twofold thing. And so in terms of your initial question about what do they do when they come back to me and say, can I do it? Of course you can. I can do that for you. Or if you don't want to do it and you want to take it elsewhere, you have the ability because it's completely flexible. Yeah. There's, no, there's no limitation. There's no boxing in of anything. And I think that's so important. Yeah, that's really important. Well, as I said, I think we need to stop there. Um, mm. But that's been really, really interesting. And, and there's lots to take away and think about. And, uh, and maybe we will, we will have you back later on in the year to talk about the GDPR side of a website. We've got Annabelle Kay coming on in a few episodes time to talk about GDPR generally. Um, so she'll be talking about it from that perspective so it'd be great to have another session and talk about GDPR making a website GDPR friendly and I'd be interested in that myself because who knows whether mine is I think it is but I might find out that I've got some work to do mm. but uh, in the meantime good. thank you so much for your no time at all. thank you very much for having me on girls thank you You're very welcome right here we are again Joe Simon's now left us to go off and develop some more websites that was a really interesting session. Um, did you pick up anything from what Simon was talking about? Yes, um, he reiterated the approach that I take in my business, which is plan, 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 and have an understanding of what you want to achieve as your end goal. Um, rather than just thinking about today and tomorrow, think 12 or 6, 12 months in advance um, and how you want to see your business evolve and build it today as if you were 12 months down the road. Yes, you can evolve it, but if you build it for today, you may find it difficult to evolve it in 12 months' time. Yeah. And, and I think he reiterated that that's very important for all of us. Yeah, I, th I think I think that's true, and um, and I think his offer is is exceptionally good value as well. Yes. So, and yes. I've definitely seen anybody that I've seen that's worked with him. They really sing his praises, and and he does bring more to the table than just here's a website, go away. So, uh, which leads us neatly on to talking about our tool and topic of the week, which is website related. So yeah. we want to talk about some of the tools that we use with WordPress and some of the things that we think about when we're looking at our websites and the things that we do with them. So we're going to start off looking at um, that bugbear of everybody, SEO, or oh, yeah. search engine optimization if you're new to the web game. And basically, it simply means that search engine optimization is a way of helping search engines find you. And you can imagine there are millions and millions and millions of web pages out there now. And how do we, how do you get found when I search for you? You know, I search for virtual assistant, I'll get reams and reams of pages. Um, but maybe if I search for systems analyst virtual assistant, then I might get less results, which will yeah. help me decide who to choose. So I use a tool, a plugin for my WordPress website called Yoast SEO. What do you yeah. use, Joe? Do you use that as well? 
I, I use Yoast. It is the market leader. There are others out there, but um, I use Yoast. I like the ease of use. I like the fact that there are so many tutorials on the website. There is an awful lot of free training, um, not just in how to use the tool, but how to understand SEO, which is quite a complex topic. Yeah. There, there is a lot of blogs on their site about understanding keywords, which is an important element of using um, the tool and, and Yoast and, and promoting yourself and getting yourself recognized, as you said, in Google search yeah. results. So, so the things that you need to know when you're using, in our case, Yoast or any search engine optimization tool is that um, you get found by keywords. So you know that search bar that you have in Google or Explorer or Edge or Safari or yeah. Chrome or whatever, whatever search engine you're using, you'll type something into that search engine and you will type the things that you think you're looking for. So if I was looking for somebody to teach me how to create accessible documents, for example, I might type accessible documents in there. Now that won't necessarily find me somebody to teach me how to use that, but it would find me information about accessible documents. Um, but if I put in there, learn how to create accessible documents, I'm going to narrow my search down further. Or if I'm looking for a virtual assistant in, I don't know, Brighton, um, if I just put virtual assistant in, I'm just going to get millions. But if I say virtual assistant in Brighton, I'm only going to get anybody that has yeah. Brighton somewhere in their search. So you need to add your keywords to your posts uh, and to your pages. So Yoast will give you the option of a space where you can place those keywords in order that Google then finds them and helps, helps us get found. And what I really like about it also is it analyzes how good my keywords are. So yeah. um, if I put keywords in, and, and also there's a, a, an area called the meta description, which is where you can put a little bit more information. So again, when you do that search and Google returns a result, there's a couple of lines of text that show up under the name of the yeah. person who's going to fulfill your wishes, we hope. And yeah. um, that's the meta description. And yeah. again, your keywords really should be in there too. So Absolutely. it really, really helps with, with all of that. Joe, where else should you put your keywords apart from in, in those locations? In the content of your web pages, because that is how Google will index you. They will look for that keyword. Um, and you could put them in the, your blogs, on the content of your pages, in your social media. And it is the keywords that help you to get known from a, a search engine perspective. Uh, and it's important, but the caveat is here. Do not create a web page that is keyword, 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 and keyword, 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 because that is just as dysfunctional as not using any keywords at all. Um, you, you need your content to flow. It needs to make sense, and it needs to make sense for your target audience. That's and it's right. not just about a page full of keywords. No, absolutely. I, I used to belong to... Um, an online networking, well, it wasn't kind of online advertising directory, if you like. Uh, and at the time I was living in Barnet, 
And so I submitted what I thought was my very nicely worded content. They changed it and every second, every fourth or fifth word was the word Barnet. And I have to say, when I read it, I, I didn't stay there very long because I, I really didn't like that. It was just plain to the keywords. But the, uh, there's one other place where you really should have, have keywords as well. And that's in the alternative text for your oh, yes. So yes. a lot of people are not aware that when you put a picture on your website, um, you can add something called alt text. You may have seen alt text. In fact, now in Word, in Office 365, or Microsoft 365 as it's now called, um, when you add a picture, it automatically adds alt text for you. And you should have alt text in all images in whatever piece of software you're using. And the reason for that alternative text in an image is so that a screen reader can tell a visually impaired person what that image is all about. So if we took our Virtually Amazing the Podcast picture of our logo for the podcast, um, the alt text for that would be Virtually Amazing the Podcast. And the description might be Veronica the Frog with a megaphone for the podcast. And then if I couldn't see it for whatever reason and use a screen reader, I would get that read to me. And as, as you reminded me just before we came on air again, um, the other thing that, that alt text on an image is used for is if your image doesn't display properly, then the alt text is picked up and displayed instead. So I think, you know, search engine art is a huge subject, isn't it? It's, it's huge and, and, and that's why there are specialists out there who will help you with this. But Yoast is a great place to start. Look at the tutorials and you'll do fine at a very basic level and you can grow your knowledge. Absolutely, as with anything. So that's been another jam-packed episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. Bit of a mouthful that, isn't it? I think I'll just say Virtually Amazing, the podcast in the future. Um, but it's been, it's been great fun. And um, I think I'm gonna go for a walk and clear my head before I come back and get stuck into editing this before it's ready to go out. What are you gonna do next, Jo? Uh, me, I'm going to go and have a nice cup of tea and have my daily 30-minute um, book reading session and uh, then uh, come back and uh, get cracking on the next piece of work. Oh, I'm very impressed that you've scheduled in reading time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hugely important. It's downtime. Very, very important. We can talk about that in another episode. What do you do when you need downtime? But yes. in the meantime, listeners, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, do get in touch with us if something sparked your interest. Our guests, Simon's details will be on the page for you to get in touch with him. And do let us know if there's anybody you would like us to interview on your behalf. Or maybe you'd like to be a guest. Get in touch and let us know. I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.